Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel Elkanen and Dennis Dick. Uh, kind of a light news day this morning, as you'd expect. We have some earnings trickling in uh, from retail. We're going to talk about uh, some big selling, insider selling in Netflix on Monday. We're going to talk about uh, healthcare stocks getting subpoenaed. Uh, the theme of the day, though, is this retail trade. Retail is hot. I guess the Black Friday trade came couple days before Black Friday. So uh, we're going to talk about all those things on the show today. No guest for the 8 to 9 o'clock hour, but then it is the last Wednesday of the month. We've been doing these bonus hours every Wednesday in November. So we'll do we'll do that again today from 9 to 10. We'll be joined by Sean Udall. And then during that hour at 9.15, we'll be joined by Matt Amberson, who is the CEO uh, and founder of ORAT. They're an options research platform. So that'll be on uh, from 9 to 10. Also at 8.45-ish, we'll do a, a little hot potato segment that I came up with. So, Joel, uh, that's the setup for the show. What's the word here overnight? I should just have a button that I hit every day. Um, the spoos are in the green this morning, uh, up four handles. Strong close yesterday, went off the board at 43.75. That is your all-time closing high Hit 31.50 and a quarter in the after hours pre-market trade. And nothing up there, folks. There's just no resistance in the market. Maybe 10,000 in the S&P would be the next uh, resistance point. Crude, back into 58 handles, sneaking up towards 60, up 4 cents at 58.45. Gold in the red by 250 at 14.64.90. Silver, back over 17, but still in the red, down 4.8 cents at 17.14. Bitcoin up $135. These are the futures, 7,250. Good volume coming into Bitcoin uh, over the last few sessions. We'll see what happens. The uh, Turkey Day discussion about Bitcoin, not probably not as much as it had been in past years. Triple D, how you doing? Any uh, any uh, surprises for you this morning? Or there been multiple surprises. I mean, we talked about the retail Black Friday rally coming early, and it snuck up on us here, too, because I always like playing the Amazon into Black Friday. I just didn't think I had to buy it Sunday night. Usually I buy it Monday or Tuesday night, and it feels like it's too late now. It ran 50 points in the last two days. So the Black Friday trade is already on, and Dr. J has a, a fantastic question, Spencer, and I don't think I know the answer to this. Why is it called Black Friday? I just naturally assumed it was a because uh, it's the worst day of the year for the, the poor people who have to you know work and at these stores and deal with the the maniacs who shop them, who shop there. I'm Google. Uh, yeah, I just googled it as well. Actually, okay, what is the real uh, answer? Um, uh, I'm still looking. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of words here. Why Ooh, is it here, called Black here, Friday? Yeah, okay. Um, the earliest known use was in the early 50s. Uh, gaining more traction in the 80s. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, there have been a, Snopes debunked a thing that goes back to the Civil War. I don't know. Google didn't answer it. Oh wait, Google doesn't answer it. So this is the Google answer when you just Google why is it called Black Friday. The earliest evidence of the phrase Black Friday applied to the day after Thanksgiving and a shot. Well, we know what that is. We know right. what it is. Why is it called that? No. When retailers finally go black, make money for the year. <laughs> that could well, be. I thought that too. 
that actually crossed my mind too. No, no. How long has it been Black Friday? Has it been like that for a long time? I don't remember. It, it's been for a few decades. Yeah. A few decades? Why is it called Black Friday? I don't know. We don't have a good answer for this. Why does Google not just answer that? I have a, a whole bunch of articles on it, but nobody's really giving you the I think nobody knows. The term Black Friday used to have a much different meaning than it does now. This is coming from the National Post. No, the, no. if you're referring to slavery, Snopes debunked that. Uh, did it? Yeah. So uh, they're saying in the chat, it's, 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 it's what Joel just said. It's when, it's when they go black for the That's year. what I think, too. I that, we'll go with that. You know, we'll Google go. doesn't answer it. We'll answer it for it. It's when the retailers will go in the black. This is when they start making money, the Black Friday. That sounds good to me. Uh, sounds good to me, too. We're going with that. Are you Anyways, if anybody else has another answer, they can give it to us. We, we should have researched this prior to the show, maybe, and we would have had a good answer for you, but we're going with that. Did they do any shopping on uh, Black Friday? No, no. Do I do any shopping ever? So <laughs> definitely not going to go fight through mobs of crowds to try to save, you know, 20 bucks on a... I, I might. Sure. I'm, I'm footing with it. What are you looking to get? I, I may go to Costco on Friday. I've never Costco's going to be the work. Costco's like Black Friday every day there. You're right. going to go on Black Friday? You won't even get in the store. Well, I, I have nothing I want to buy. What I, just, you, yeah, I just want to go. <laughs> be insane. You get my stampede will be in there. I just want to go and be there. Yeah. No, I definitely don't want to be there. I did Black Friday once, like back when we were like, I think it was at the Bright Office. I think I was like 23 or 24 years old, and I got up early. Not like this overnight, like I'm going to sleep out and camp out in front of Best Buy, but I think I got to the stores around 6. And I want a treadmill, and I was easily able to get that because nobody's buying big-ticket items like that. But it was, uh, it was something I never want to do again because everything was just too busy. And I was like, you know what? I don't like shopping to begin with, and this is, like, horrible shopping because not only, you know, do I have to actually physically be, you know, be in the stores and buying stuff, I've got a mob of people around me. I can't even move in here. So no Black Friday for me. Sorry. It, it, uh, I'm not going to participate in the Black Friday sales. It's more uh, – Spinner makes a good point, uh, Cyber Friday. You well, know? that's a different point. That's better. I could do Cyber Friday. All right. Let's uh, – Well, I'm probably to... buying nothing, let's be honest here. Dennis... I don't need anything. You need get 43, right? You what need, do you need? You need some I got shirt. my I got my T-shirts for my show. You know, you know, I got Gosh. the free Benzinga one, the free Bright Trading one. I'm good to go. I have my wardrobe. <laughs> my hair is actually not that bad today. I'm good. I don't need anything. I'm good. Dennis, you failed to warn us about the MSCI rebalancing. I failed to warn myself as well. I was like, what just happened? I'm like, what did Apple just do? And I'm like getting messages from traders, you know, at Bright Trading. They're like, what just happened in Apple? And I'm like, you know what? I totally snuck up on us. There was an MSCI rebalancing last night. So you saw a lot of moves, a lot of individual moves. Alibaba's running at the end of the day. You saw some smaller gaps. None, Apple seemed to be the biggest mover that I saw. Of the big names. Apple was huge. Look at what this did. Bring up this chart. Look what this did in the last 10 minutes. Happily trading around 266 and a half. And then they pulled the rug out from under it. They knocked this thing down four bucks on this rebalance. And then it ended up closing at 264.29. It's up a buck here this morning. So it's getting most of those losses back. But man, if you had an order out there, you could have got filled pretty low there on Apple yesterday. Right at, right at the close. Right near the close. Crazy move. Uh, rebalance and give you opportunities sometimes. And what is a rebalance? And just, you know, the components there, they're adjusting the index and there's some, uh, obviously funds and ETFs that got to track and saying some have to buy, some have to sell. So you see some sellers there in Apple yesterday at the close needing to sell. And, uh, stock obviously fell four dollars there. In the last that's time. a big, that's big move. Moves. Wow. That's some shorts out there too. Uh, 
I mean, you don't know if it was any combination of any other sellers or whatnot, but uh, bouncing back this morning up 96 cents at 265 and a quarter. Let's see, what do you got here? Uh, interesting area. I mean, I could give you the old time high at 68 even, uh, but your old time closing high is 67.10. So if you're looking for another target on that, that is the highest it's ever closed. And that was the day before it made that old time high. It's 68, and for a little confluence, your high yesterday came in at 67.16, just above that all-time closing high. So there's a good level for you in Apple. And what else moved? Baba, you said moved? Baba was running up. So Baba had a pretty good run. Look at the move in the last, you know, I'd say 15 minutes. Went from 192 all the way up to 195. Well, Baba's having nothing of giving it back. Baba's up again here this morning. Like, naturally, you think these are fades. Not the case. I mean, I guess you just can't short anything in this market. It's up another two and a half bucks here this morning. I guess it was HSBC gave it a buy rating, which probably helping well, you, it along. Well, Dennis, Dennis, you also have the, the Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the new Baba. So that started yesterday? Yeah, don't forget Hong that. Kong? Yeah. So you get two Babas. So I need to get Hong Kong quotes so I can arb those two against each other. Okay. Big, uh, big move here. I mean, we're, we're going to challenge 200 bucks here, it looks like. You know, we've come this far. Why not challenge the $200 area? And when Today? was the last time we were over 200 bucks? Uh, last time we were over $200 was back in 2018 when you had a high. Summer. Yeah, 211.70 that month. But you could go drill down on your dailies and find some different levels there. Uh, trading at the highs of the pre-market session, 197.43. Kind of quiet, up 273. 200, maybe throw an offer there out of 200 to see if it gets lifted. Boy, 180, when the lower 180 handle a couple days ago, now knocking on the door, 200. I bought a bunch of stock at 145 on that pullback, and I sold half of it at 170. I wish I wouldn't have sold any of it because now obviously it's 197. So I'm going to hold on to the rest of it. I had a long-term account, but it came so back so fast. I was like, you know what? Let's book half of this profit. And Sometimes it works out. Sometimes, you know, you can get the stock back and sometimes they just keep running. So I guess the moral of the story is when markets are at all time highs, don't sell. <laughs> don't Anyways, ever. Valley Bob is up another at 197. So I still got a little piece of it. All right. Um, let's, let's, uh, let's do some earnings. Yeah. Well, there's not, well, there's a ton last night, the cloud stocks. There was a, a, a bazillion cloud stocks report. And where do you want to start, Spencer? We'll throw it to you. I, I was going to do the one from this morning first. Okay. Do the one from this morning. Yeah. We'll ignore the cloud. For the only second. one this morning really that interests us, uh, Deer reporting Q4 EPS of $2.27 versus a $2.13 estimate. So a beat on that print. Sales 8.7 versus $8.44 billion. So a beat and a beat on the top and the bottom line for deer in the fourth quarter. Uh, what did they say about uh, guidance there? They said uh, net full year 20 uh, net income uh, range of 2.7 to $3.1 billion. And what did they, I think that's pretty, pretty much it for, for guidance. They said they see that uh, agricultural and turf equipment sales next year will be down five to ten percent and construction and forestry sales will be down next year ten to fifteen percent it doesn't sound good so the guidance didn't sound great stocks trained down five percent the longs are a deer in a cot like a deer in a headlights here i didn't use that right but we're down here eight bucks what are your thoughts here now yeah. i mean i look 165 nice whole roundish number maybe or the buy the dipper is going to come in before that joel we know they come in eventually where know. do they come in 
down nine sticks here. Uh, I'm not going to be a hero. I'm not trying to call the bottom. Yeah. I tried to be a hero yesterday and say, oh, yeah, Palo Alto Networks. I think it you know, could come back here when it's 2.30. Well, no. It's down to. Did you try so, that one? No, no, I didn't. Okay, I wasn't. I was a hero on the trying to be a hero on the show, but no, I did not try it. Yeah, I looked at that. I too. mean, we we did get the other one though, which there was two that fell yesterday, and one one actually did bounce back. I don't remember which one that was. Uh, well, Dollar Tree kept on going down. Oh yeah, we well we said we didn't want to buy that one though. We were right. scared of that one. We were looking at that's what we did. We looked at these two, and we we're looking at Dollar Tree at like one hundred three. I'm like, eh, I'm not interested in this one or one hundred one. And we looked at Palo Alto Networks. So I was like, I'm be more interested in this one. I didn't do either of them. But anyways, the stock uh, obviously fell another 10 points after that. So win some, lose some. Uh, trading at the lows of the pre-market session, 167.36. Uh, on your dailies, you're taking out 168.15. That was a low. Uh, of course, it hasn't traded that in the regular session. Your next daily low is 166.03. I, I mean, it's only a buck buck 80 buck 70 from there so if you're looking to cover short that might not be a bad area the previous day's low was 64 65 that's why dennis threw out that 165 level those are potential levels of support you've had a couple spikes up to 171 but someone's selling and they went out doesn't look like we've uh, found a bottom yet or an imaginary imaginary buyer like i saw in palo alto networks yesterday at 229 they actually opened below that and then took it lower. So uh, that's what's looking. Is it cat already reported, right? So that's yeah, cat. When did they report? Not that long ago, er, early October. Let me pull it up for you right now. Caterpillar on the twenty third of October. Yeah, so you're going back almost over a month ago, yeah. but we kind of already have the cat numbers. That's why it's not down as much, but it is still down. It's down one point here in sympathy, obviously with deer. Um, one forty five offer now here, so it's down. Um, I don't, I don't expect a huge down move again, because we did it already get the cat move uh, numbers, but you're going to get a little move down here. In it. All right. Before we go to our next earnings report, uh, Mario H at new in the Google chat here talking about that best buy move yesterday and just kept on going, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Gapping. It, it's these retailers, some of them, you know, had disappointed obviously early in the season. And since, you know, like, I don't know, turned like last week, a lot of these retailers have actually been ripping. I mean, they're, they're all individual stories to a certain extent, but we've seen some, some of these retailers just rip higher. And it was a pretty good report, and they just decided, oh, we're coming in here and buying it. So we're selling all our Dollar Trees, and we're buying all our Best Buys. That's what they were doing yesterday. I mean, now the stock, you know, what do you do now here? Well, if you're short the thing, you're caught big time. So do I expect this to, you know, pull back and go back? No, I think it could be, you know, this could be like a target where it could continue, you know, running for a little bit here. Uh, 84.37 represents your all-time high. You didn't quite get there yesterday, 83.63. So, that I mean, that's a potential sell zone if it gets up to that area. Um, if you're looking at this, I'd probably pay more attention to yesterday's close at 81.57. Uh, we're trading a nickel above that, so use that as your swing level. Uh, probably find, since you're back two bucks off that high, maybe find sellers at a little bit ahead of it. Uh, even though, you know, you talk about doing trades on the open, if you were so inclined to close your eyes and just buy the open on Best Buy yesterday, you would have bought, you know, even though it gapped up $3, you would have bought 16 cents off the low of the day. Just kept running. So, the know, classic gap and go. 
Yeah, boy, that is that is a tough trade. That when retailers beat like the ones, and obviously we know the Target and the WalMarts. You know, that's a different story. But you know, when retailers, I you know, kind of just been hanging out here for a bit, and Best Buy was doing that beat. They sometimes run because expectations aren't that high. But I mean, Best Buy turned it around. You know, we talked about that years ago. You know, they used to you know, Amazon was eating their lunch, and they figured out they did the Amazon price matching, and um, that's how they did it, and that's how they. You know, I don't know if they beat Amazon, but that's how they kept up with them. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to Dell and VMware. Let's do those two get together. Yep. Okay, so we'll do the Dell numbers first. These are from yesterday after the close. Dell Q3 adjusted EPS a buck seventy-five versus buck sixty-two sales. $22.93 billion versus $23 billion. So a mixed report for Dell, EPS beat, sales miss. Moving on to VMware, also yesterday after the close, they beat on, the, on their EPS and beat on their sales. So a little bit of a better report for VMware in, in terms of the Q3 than for Dell. Remember, there is a relationship here. It's difficult to trade them on the relationship basis when both companies reported. Um, I was trying to, and I actually did okay on it. I, I simply, you know, when the Dow really started falling, I was like, well, there, there's going to be some herbs that are going to hit the VMware on this. And I was able to get short some VMware and it came in, it came in a couple of dollars. So, but it's still, you can't just flat out put on the pair because, you know, and, and, and the reason there's a relationship is that Dow owns a huge chunk of VMware. So if Dell hadn't reported on its own, it would be trading up because of VMware. And I typically say it's about two to one. For every like 2% that VMware moves, usually Dell will move up 1%. But because Dell had its own numbers, that has a huge impact that has nothing to do with VMware. So that's where, you know, the relationship breaks down, at least for the day. Um, so that's where, you know, and, and Dell disappointed and they were actually blaming Intel, I believe, in, in the conference call, which is why Intel is down as well. If you're looking this morning, why Intel's down, there was not a negative commentary. There was something with the chips, something with the shortage. And they, they actually, I believe, mentioned Intel directly. Um, and you know, obviously they're trying to point the finger at somebody because the stock's down 5%. Um, but I own this one in the long-term portfolio. It's been kind of a dog. I mean, I've had it and been up in it and I'm down it. I was up in it and I'm down it again. I don't know what the, the thing is obviously trading ridiculously cheap from a PE perspective, but it's been a value trap. I mean, the thing's supposed to make seven bucks. It's trading like seven or eight times earnings. So, but the value traps, it's just out of favor. It's a stock that never came back into favor really in the last year and continues to just remain out of favor. Now, do I expect this thing to lose seven, eight, you know, nine points on this? Probably not because there is value investors here that are probably going to be lurking around the, even the $50 area. But um, just keep in mind, if you are trading VMware just on their quarter, that there could be some herbs going on in there too. And the VMware quarter was really good. I think VMware would have been up more if not for the Dell disappointment. Did you get the memo yesterday in Dell? Look at that thing yesterday. 55, 55 yeah. and 56. Yeah, they hit it. Yeah, they hit it in going in. And you can see if you put the Dell VMware charts on each other, they're all virtually identical. These are the only days that get messed up when they both report. So. Tough relationship. Uh, for Dell, you hit it. Yeah, you hit an after hours low at 50 even. 50 right on the nose. Yeah. Uh, you have a low right there at 50, 49.93. So there's your area of support. You may get a look at it. Uh, another low under that in the lower 49 handle of 49.26. But we have come off the low. So I'll look at that as potential support, especially after the big hit yesterday. Uh, VMware going in the opposite direction. 
That's up 410. Uh, what do you have? Spiked up 172 and change. Very little volume. No, actually, there was decent volume. Oh, yeah, decent volume. 172.40. But I'll keep an eye on this daily high, 170. Yeah, 172.53. That's your five-day high. And your six-day high is 173.37. So right there with the pre-market high, there's some nice targets for you in VMware. Coming back on the downside, uh, if you're looking for support to fill. Oh, it had a big range yesterday, too, didn't it, VMware? So you're really... You're not trading within a gap here, even though it's moving four bucks. Four bucks, four bucks. 171.62 was yesterday's high. That's still almost a buck and a half away. Jump over uh, back to the earnings parade here. We got Viva. We've got Autodesk. We had KYS reporting. We had Box reporting. Uh, HPQ guess, reporting. We had some big names. Yeah, guess the top stock on my down filter this morning. GES. Bingo. See, that wasn't a question. Good pun. It wasn't a question. I know. I, I had to catch it for a second. Guess it, was a, the it was a statement of fact. So there are other stocks down more, but I filtered my, my scanner by a uh, by price and market cap here. So guess is a, the, the, my leader uh, as far as pre-market. I do that too. Morning. Uh, I don't care about some penny stock that's right. down 20, 50% here. Yeah. You know, I care yeah. about, you know, the big, the bigger names. FTNW is down like 15%, but I don't, I don't care about FTE networks. Really. Anyway, need, oh, so back, so back to guests uh, reporting yesterday after the close Q3 EPS, 22 cents versus a 20 cent estimate. So they beat that number of sales it was a slight miss 615 over $620 million. The Q4 EPS guidance though, uh, that was in line Q4, I'm sorry, uh, fiscal year EPS guidance was in line. So nothing, nothing crazy bad from this, but nothing crazy good either. It was pretty much an, an inline report. Not good enough, I guess. The stock ran up into the report, ran from 17 to 19. So expectations actually, believe it or not, were probably higher coming in and they didn't meet those higher expectations and the stock's given back half those gains because of it. I think a nice support down at $17. I'm not sure it's going to get down there, but that's a level that I would look at as a potential. You know, if I was short the thing, that's a level I would look at maybe to cover. Does give you some support. I'll give you some resistance. Uh, the close, I might not see that close in 1908, but if you're looking for a gap fill, uh, 1845, that's only 39 cents away. That was a low from yesterday's session. Tennessee 17, I see many lows at the 1650 area if they really want to do some damage in this today. Uh, pre, it's already off the pre-market low, though. Uh, pre-market low came in at 1760, so it is 45 cents above that. Autodesk. Yeah, I was going to say, if you want us to hit a few of the other ones, we can between the uh, Autodesk and, and uh, HPQ and and box and ADI. So I guess we'll just do Autodesk here. Uh, yep. After the close yesterday, they beat on the EPS, beat on the sales. Q4 EPS guidance was a little bit light. The Q4 sales guidance was in line. They gave some guidance for the fiscal year as well. That guidance was in line for both EPS uh, and sales. So the big numbers here, beat and beat for the earnings, a little bit light for the Q4 EPS. They hit it down but cloud stocks are fully back in favor here right now. And the buy the dippers just came in and bought it right back up. So you can see it went down to like the 162 area. And that was just an opportunity that was there for a few minutes and they ripped it right back higher. I mean, the cloud stocks, you can just go through them and look at them all. And they were in the gutter for a while. They are not in the gutter anymore. I mean, the last month CRM has come back significantly, probably always your leader there. But if you go to all the individual ones, even like Splunk, Splunk has just been flying here as of late. 
um, Workday, which I bought and on the dip, that's up, you know, 20 points here in the last month or last three weeks. There's just a ton of these cloud stocks that have now taken off. ServiceNow and OW, it almost looks like it's a consolidation station now to go higher. I mean, there's so many of these stocks have just turned it around. 161 is where they took it to uh, on that uh, that initial surge. And the only thing, you're coming back up now, and I see you did sprint over 172. A lot of price discovery going on here in the 170 handle. I've uh, kind of quieted down. Uh, in relation to yesterday's range, let's keep an eye on the close, 170, 80. Uh, I'd use that as resistance. The longer it takes to start get going green here. Man, this stock just a few weeks ago, 138.62, and now up still near 170. So if you're thinking of buying the dip on this one, there's a lot of people just sitting on profits from the middle of uh, middle of October here that won't, you know, that won't fret getting out at 167 168 so be careful buying the dip on this one all right let's move on uh let's move away from the earnings here let's talk about netflix here for a quick second because that netflix uh ceo reed hastings has been selling a lot of stock lately if you go back to uh late september he sold uh about 11 and a half million share uh worth of uh 11 and a half million dollars worth of shares there October 22nd, same thing. He's exercising some options or some sort of another $11 million in October. And now it was disclosed on Monday in a filing. He disclosed, he just uh, sold another 54,000 shares. So 17 million worth. Right. So he's been selling a lot of shares in the open market these past few months. Um, market just doesn't seem to care about anything. The stock gets downgraded. The stock, you know, obviously traded. Um, higher on the day of the downgrade, you have Reed Hastings coming out selling shares last night again. I mean, we always say that you know, and when you look at these, you know, when you look at these SEC filings, it usually doesn't matter that much if they're selling shares. It's when they're buying because if they're selling, maybe he's just going and buying another mansion. You know, maybe he's buying a yacht. You know, maybe he's you know just having fun with the money. Maybe he's just diversifying himself a little bit there. Um, but when they're buying, there's only one reason you're going to come in and buy is because you think the stock's going higher. So there's lots of reasons to sell, not as many reasons to buy. With that being said, he's been unloading here, and some people, are, you know, could read and maybe say, "Well, he's unloading because maybe he thinks his you know, stock's going to go down." You know, that would be speculation. I don't know. I've I've thought that the stock. I keep thinking, you know, there's going to be some type of catalyst that's going to bring this thing down. Like I've said, I've been bearish Netflix for a long time. It was looking pretty good. It was 255 or 260. Now it's 312, and it's right back up the area that I was bearish on it. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I've been, uh, wrong. I've been wrong at least in the last month. I was right originally, but. Uh, Reed uh, sells shares around the 20th of every month uh, for like the past year. This is what Jimmy Vegas is saying in the chat. So He just does that every month. Yeah, okay. we talk a lot. Of, so the Irishman is going to be at theaters, huh? Well, it has to be if they, want it, if they want it to be eligible for the Oscars, which they do. Okay. So it has to be in theaters for at least a little bit. Man, so there's three movies I want to see. Wow. I'm in a movie fast market here. And Frozen 2. <laughs> don't, um, don't forget Frozen 2, Joel. All right, I'll go see Joel that. wants to see that. All right. Um, let's go to healthcare here. A number of uh, companies were subpoenaed yesterday in connection to an investigation whether, uh, as to whether or not these companies violated the Controlled Substances Act with regards to shipping large uh, quantities of painkillers 
And this all goes back to the opioid crisis in this country. So Teva Pharmaceuticals, Mallinckrodt, Johnson Johnson, uh, Amnil Pharmaceuticals, AMRX, uh, Amerisource Bergen, and McKesson were all subpoenaed yesterday from uh, federal prosecutors. So those, and it was yeah. midday. Yeah. I believe this headline, this headline hit the Cardinal Health in there too, I believe. I didn't see them as, as being subpoenaed. All right, it, it got hit on this too. I mean, okay. same reason here. McKesson, nothing got hit really harder than that. It was down almost 10 bucks on this yesterday. So it was significant. Tava got hit pretty hard too. Yeah, Tava nice always seems to get hit hard, yeah. even regardless of news. Um, I, I don't know. I, I I'd almost be inclined maybe to buy the dip on. If you if you wanted in these things, I don't think there's gonna be this follow through where it's gonna continue. I think if I was short it like a McKesson that had run up, I'd probably be looking to cover. But I don't think I'm coming in here and just saying, Oh, I wanna own all these things either. I, I'm kind of like on the fence. I don't know what to say about these. You got thoughts on this, Joel? I, uh, I, no, I mean I, I, I don't see a I don't see a, a pitch up the middle here. No, uh, I mean there's always headlines on this. Yeah, right? that's hard. So I mean, what do you, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to trade every single headline? Uh, you know, if I would just look at, you know, where this. I mean, Teva's not moving. It had a bad. This happened in her day yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Teva's had a nice little run here. A bad candle yesterday, but closed off the low of the session. Nine sixty four was the low, trading up a little bit under nine sixty four. Uh, got double bottom at 9.35, but uh, you know, just a little pop in this stock on long-term downtrend. So it doesn't look like this news is going to reverse that anytime soon. All right, it's 8.30. Let's go to the ratings here. There were not that many, but there were a couple that really crossed our, our radar this morning. Big one seems to be Under Armour. Yep. Getting an upgrade this morning at Raymond James to strong buy. Strong buy there, giving it a price target of $30. That's... that. I don't know if that's a street high, but it, it, it's, if not, it's close. I don't know if they were waiting to see life yesterday, but we talked about it. The retailers all showed life yesterday, and we can come and circle back to this Black Friday trade because it's just flat out working. Um, and we got to remember this for next year, guys, the seasonality. I usually like to look at them on the Tuesday or Wednesday into Black Friday a couple of days before. They came in early this year. They started buying these retailers Monday morning, and they haven't stopped buying since. We already looked at it with Amazon. But, you know, you can even look at Shopify yesterday. I mean, obviously, with e-commerce involved, Shopify exploded yesterday. I'm long Shopify um, in, in the longer-term account, and it was up 20 bucks. But, you know, Under Armour had a good day yesterday, too. Um, just out of the blue, or turns around and rallies almost a point from the lows. And now you get the follow-through with the upgrade here, so you probably got a few short scrambling here. There's some room. You're in kind of coming to a gap here in UA too. So when you're looking at it from that perspective, it depends which one you want to look at. There's UA and UAA. If you're looking at UAA, they're both they're both very active too. If you're looking at UAA. I mean, there's a gap up to like 21. So you know you're coming in here shorting it now. There's just nothing in here. I don't think it's going to fly right through there. It'd be a huge move for it to fly through there. But we always say, you know, when you got a gap in the chart, there's not much in there, so it can move in there with a little more relative ease. So I think on pullbacks here, if I was short, I'd probably be thinking about covering on a pullback if you got one. I don't know if you're going to get it. Yeah, trading up here off the upgrade. Let's take a look. Oh, boy, up, gap into the gap area. Holy mackerel. Uh, pre this is a tough chart. Real tough. Tough here. charts today. Yeah, 1864 and then uh, – Gap up to 2078. If you want to use that as a target, I think that'd be a little bit too much, too fast for it. Uh, just look for continuation here. This, if you're buying the open on this one, 
Yeah, uh, the after hours low eighteen thirty five. Man, that's that's even above unchanged. I don't know. Pass on this one here. This is a tough chart. Um, to show you how much we care about GDP, we we we, we don't we don't. We just had GDP number. Yeah, we had GDP come. See, and you didn't even notice that. No, exactly. and didn't notice the movement at all. Exactly. Two. Maybe we moved up one point. Two point one percent versus one point nine percent. So a little bit uh, higher on the GDP reading uh, for, for Q3, but uh, nothing crazy there. We've got a big uh, downgrade in a stock that we haven't talked about on the show for a while and a stock that has been running and running and running. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. Uh, I, in fact, I haven't even thought about the stock for maybe a year, but Axon Enterprises, AAXN, the company formerly known as Taser, getting a downgrade this morning from Raymond James to uh, their version of neutral market perform. They got some guts because what's my rule? I never like to be short of stock making new all-time highs. Is this a new all-time high, I believe, for AXN? It's at least a seven-year high. Yes, as of yesterday, before the upgrade or before the downgrade. I think that's a new all-time high. Uh, let me go to my logger. The stock has just been running and running around. They're, yeah. they're literally trying to call top. They're trying uh, to be a hero and call top. 77.66, I believe, was the all-time high, at least a seven-year high. Yep, I don't know yep, if it goes up it further is. than that. And... It's down 3% on this. This is a bold call, so I'm not surprised. Um, you know, Obviously, if they're just going to neutral. Maybe they just think it's gone you know, too far too fast, so they're booking their profits. Uh, but you know, the stock is just ripping higher here. Could it cool off? Yeah, like, I mean, this stock was $55 three weeks ago. So it's, you know, this, again, a tough I'd be careful. I'd be careful on this one. You're down 242. You're trading yeah. right at yesterday's low at 74.50. Your, your next daily low is at 72.41. And the only reason I'd say kind of careful on the long side is I think everyone hopped in the pool yesterday on the breakout. Uh, previous day's volume, 671,000. Uh, the, yesterday's volume, the two-day volume was at yesterday's volume, 1.6 million. So people buying the breakout. We got to get in. It's going to 100 bucks, and now it's at 74 and a half. So that's right at the pre-market low. It's yesterday's low. If that holds, bounce up, and you know they'll fade this. Maybe I don't know if you'll see your close at 76.93, but I just don't like that two-buck gap in the daily lows between 74.50 and 72.41. There is Boeing news here this morning. If you're wondering why Boeing is down five points, it is a uh, headline that was broken on CNBC yesterday after the close. There's always Boeing news. There's always news. There's always Boeing news. Uh, this one is just, if I remember correctly, I'm not, I'm going, going off memory, but that the FAA was requesting individual approval for every single headline. Was that something of that nature? Did I remember that right? There was something that, there was something from CNBC last night, and it and it broke, and it started going down immediately after that. Like it was flat, and it's down five points on something. Yeah. something. I don't know if it, I, I don't know what it was either. I don't have it in front. I, of me I, I may have butchered the actual. I remember reading. I it. butchered it too. I, may have butchered I didn't even try to headline. attempt to. Say um, yeah, the FAA is going to be the sole issuer of airworthiness for all new seven thirty seven maxes, and they're saying it's not ready for certification. So they're basically saying this plane ain't flying anytime soon, well, right? I, I mean, yeah. I think that's kind of what they're saying. I mean, it's hard to interpret FAA statements, but it sounds doesn't sound good. So that's why it's down another five bucks. I mean, trading range, trading range. Yeah, are we gonna go and sell this thing off twenty points on this? No, nah, those days are gone. I mean, eventually this plane is going to fly again, so it's a stall. I think you know pullbacks probably to be bought in Boeing. I did it once. And I, the scalper blood me got me out of the trade too soon. Wish I would have held it because the stock continued to go higher. 
Um, it's down five bucks. You know, can it leak a little bit more? I mean, so much. Uh, you know, it made this formation, and um, I mean, as as, more, as wild as this thing is, it does give you some decent looking trading patterns. Uh, you ran up to the three seventy five, three seventy eight area. Back in October, you sold off, came all the way down, then you came back, and you found sellers in the same area, 375. Now you're backing off. So, I don't know, a lot of room on the downside here. There's room on the downside and room on the upside. I still think buy the dippers come in here, but I'm not going to be the first one. All right, let's move on. Uh, actually, back to the ratings for a second. There weren't that many other ones that interested us. A lot of couple them- Chase and Dollar Tree. We got downgrade. Obviously, Thank there are you the chasers out there. We, have we got a couple chasing dicks because dicks had a huge day yesterday. Um, upgraded and, at Evercore and Barclays. And we have a Barclays upgrade to TD Ameritrade and Charles Schwab to neutral. Thank you for playing Barclays. Your contributions. You get one of those every day. I mean, they're just doing their Does own thing. Does it change now. your opinion at all on uh, the long term implications of the Schwab TD Ameritrade deal? I never had gave any really. Oh, I know. I, what, what, and you know, maybe, you know, cause I, it's sometimes confusing you doing a live radio show. What I was trying to say is I still don't understand why they knocked Ameritrade, you know, why they attacked the business and then bought them. I don't totally get that, but I don't think I get the synergies. You know, I totally get that. I, I think the deal is a good deal for Schwab. I think it would have been a, a good, a better deal though, if they wouldn't have attacked the whole industry with their previous move a month ago to go to zero commissions. So I like, like none of the big brokers did until Schwab did it. So they could have had a merit trade maybe and still been getting paid commissions. I would so argue, I think they just did it wrong, but the deal argue, still made IB, sense. I would argue IB did it first. I, well, it all started with Robin hood. I guess they were just sick of Robin hood picking up all the accounts. Right. So Major you know, they knew they were going there eventually. They're like, we might as well do it. So I think they had the plan in place before they did that yeah, to knock the price down and make them sell to them. Like maybe that made them desperate enough to sell to Schwab. There could yeah. be that, that, uh, you know, obviously that could be in there too. Yeah. Maybe I mean, that's the reasoning. I mean, these plans just, and I think aviator one alluded to it. Uh, they just don't happen overnight. You know, I mean, there's a lot of thinking, a lot of processes. Oh, I think, yeah. This. So, um, real quick, uh, we haven't looked at zoom in a while for Aileen. She's asking about zoom here. Sure. They ask about many stocks and I mean, it looks good. I love zoom. It's so easy to work. Hopefully products. We'll- awesome. Valuations not too awesome. high for me, but I mean, the stock's coming back. The chart's starting to show life. I've got, so, and this is the way this market is right now. I've actually got three or four long swing trades on right now that have been working. I went long Twitter three or four days ago. I went long Etsy three or four days ago. I went long Pinterest a couple days ago. I went long another one. I can't remember. These are swing trades. So I, I typically, you know me, I like, you know, I'm a day trader. I don't have a lot of swing trades on, but the market's been climbing, climbing, climbing. And some of these things are starting to show some life. So on Pinterest, I'm going to stop out at the low of the move. Um, I was able to get it, you know, in the, around $19. So it's $19.56 here this morning, but in the low of the move is $18.37. So I was like, well, I'm willing to risk that. Twitter, I was going to stop out at the low of the move as well. I bought that in the 29 handle. It's now up to 39.6. So I'll probably raise my stop up a little bit on that one. And then Etsy, same story. I was going to stop at the low of the move. I think I picked up in the 41 handle. I was going to stop out at the low of the move at 39.81. Just saying, I think these, you know, we're in this little bull run here and these you know laggards that have been you know the stocks the momo names that have been hit are starting to show life again so i'm just trying to participate zoom fits right into that category i have no position in zoom but same story the momo names the high value valuation stocks really got hit 
they're starting to show some life again. So I don't know when this, you know, train, I don't think it's going back to the highs or anything, but you know, for a trade here, it's showing some life. There's room to 80. There's room to 80 on Zoom. Yeah, I'd say a shorter term target today. If you were looking, you're trading up 84 cents at 76 even. I'm not sure if there's any any volume. Uh, really light ticks taking it up here. But uh, my area of interest, not sure what your time horizon is on this trade, but there's a pair of highs up at 77.43 and 77.78. So I'll call that 77.50 would be a nice target. That'd be another buck and a half, a couple highs in that same area. Uh, so I look at that, but uh, the chart looks good coming off the low. And um, man, it, it's funny. It came down almost to the IPO low. The IPO low was 59.94. Didn't quite get there, 65.36. So trying, it's trying. Good looking chart climbing back. I mean, all the cloud names, every, all, all the Momo names Everything. have been on the comeback trail in the last couple of weeks. So some of these laggard Momo names that haven't turned yet, maybe there's something there too. The only thing that really is not, I mean, uh, that pot got a lift off that Bank America call. But, uh, man, if you just kept in mind, like, you know, overhead supply, year-end tax selling, you know, that, that probably saved you from chasing this. Uh, the CGC got up to twenty one fifty six. Yeah, I called it a gift. I said CGC had room to twenty, and I think it's a gift. Another. I still think these things are a lot lower. Um, you know, I completely agree with Mark Yusko. Uh, what he said on our show three days ago was these could fall ninety percent from here and still be overvalued. Um, I just don't see the growth. I don't see where it's coming from. I think tax loss selling is going to come in on these stocks in the next couple of few weeks as we're going forward here. You got a little bit of a squeeze you have happen in CGC for a few days. Could you squeeze the guys again? Maybe. I don't know if I'm coming in and shorting, but I'll tell you, I'm not putting these in my long-term investment account thinking, oh, they're going to, CGC is going to eventually be back at 50. I don't think it's ever going back to 50 again. I think it could eventually be in single digits. That's my long-term thesis on CGC. My long-term thesis on all the other ones is the same thing. The competition's too intense. The growth is not there anymore, and the valuations are nosebleed. That's not the recipe. You know, the only reason we saw them bounce was a bit of a short squeeze, in my opinion. If if you feel like you have to own the CGC, you're yep. you are getting a pullback here. Yeah, you had a nice bump from thirteen eighty one to fifty percent. Yep, and it seventeen sixty eight is the fifty percent. There you go. Seventeen sixty two was a low yesterday, so it worked. It worked at least. It worked the first time here. So. If no. you think they could squeeze them again, that's the bull thesis. I think yep. that's the only bull thesis. I don't think it's like the story that these things are going to get taken over or, kind of, or all of a sudden Constellation is going to buy more of CGC. And they're trying to write off the CGC. They already regret what they bought. So I don't think they're coming in and buying more. I, don't, I, I think the, the bull thesis, the only bull thesis that I can think of for this whole industry right now is more of a short squeeze. And some players, traders are obviously trading these. I don't know what even the short interest is on these things, but I'm yeah, assuming but it's probably it, climbing. But also you got short squeeze and you got people, you know, looking to dump this by the end of the year. And yeah. That's what you had. You that's know, why I'm, I'm not yesterday, not interested in these things long whatsoever, but we've been, you know, and, and you know, the, maybe I'm a little long in the tooth with this call because, you know, we've embarrassed these things. CGC, we're talking bearish about this at $45. It's 18. I mean, we've, we've, we haven't got a sector more right than the pot stocks on this show. Ah, we, yeah. we were right. We're wrong. We've been bear, at least I have, I've been bearish these pot stocks for a year. And, you know, and we, we actually weren't bearish on the way up too, because I was long a few of these because I was riding the story. You did play them, that end yeah, I was long ACB. I was long Africa for a while. I mean, I was long a lot of these things. We played these things really well. Um, but when the story started to break, um, you've got to realize, and that's what we always talk about, 
is story will carry a stock for a long time. When the story breaks, that's when you got to get out because, uh, and when the growth starts to slow, or in this case, they actually decline, you don't want to be long these things because value investors are not having any part of these companies and the growth investors don't want them because they're not growing anymore. So nobody wants them. That's why they keep selling off. Well, they are growing. I think that's the point. They're growing. What do you mean they're growing? Year over year sales on Elias Postdocs are down. That was a joke. They're growing cannabis. Oh, they're growing cannabis. (laughs) I didn't catch you, Spencer. I was going to argue you to the death on that one. (laughs) Speaking of uh, cannabis, though, we did have an initiation this morning. Not a super covered, uh, uh, super highly covered stock here, but Krishko Holdings, ticker KSHB, initiate at Jeffries at a buy. It's a, it's a penny stock here. It's it's like a buck and a half or something like that. But what uh, stock is that? KSHB, Kushko Holdings. Uh, and this is a pot stock. It's a pot stock. Yep. I don't even follow. I've never, never even heard of this company. So it's not a ton of coverage. Jeffries is probably the the largest firm to to have coverage on. It's over the counter too. No, it's not. It was, but it's not. They're on KSHB. I thought they went to Nest. Oh, maybe. No, I'm trying to look. I looked at the volume yesterday. I can't even get anything on it. I thought they went to NASDAQ. I guess I could be wrong. It says OTC on mine. Right, it's OTC Amex. Excuse me. It's though. not even OTC on NASDAQ. It's OTC on Amex. Excuse me. All right. Uh, OTC on Amex. You can't get any lower than that. <laughs> no, 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 we like Amex. The listing standards. We're looking at listing standards here. You, you can get very much Let's lower. Let's not be listing snobs. All right, we uh, like Amex. We love you, Amex. It's I eight, trade Amex. It's 845. I do want to do our, our hot potato segment uh, now, if that's Whoa. okay. Uh, just because I, I want to get. I was it hoping you'd point. forget about it. Woo! No, after no, no. after what I did on the hockey, hockey on the last week, I'm so embarrassed. You know, I had friends gonna, that were just shaming me. Are they going to deport you? Did that? Oh, uh, your- it was borderline. Yeah. Did, after, any, of you, know, did any of your friends uh, hear it? Or not? I couldn't do. Uh, don't not re go over it. I was actually okay. devastated by so that. I couldn't I, do I, anything. I, I don't want to play the the song because because it would be YouTube. Uh, we got in trouble with YouTube for playing the song. So I um, knew that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, it makes me want to short Google here. I mean, we, we put in thousands of hours of content for their, their top rated content. Oh man. And then okay. we're on, we do. We, we can't play the song. No, we, we knew we weren't no, supposed to play the song. We can, no, song. no, we can play it if we want, but then we can't like promote our, 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 our videos. Right. So, no, okay. So we'll just, you know, say hot potato, pretend that we play the song and then that'll be that. Okay. we will all sing it. So no, he's not. All right, Dennis, close your chat. The, I don't want the, the category uh, Joel is convinced he knows it. Uh, it's very simple. Thanksgiving yes. slash Black Friday is. Uh, oh, I thought you were gonna do Thanksgiving like food stocks. Well, yeah. I mean, I I, 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 I mean, I am, but it's like Thanksgiving slash. Okay. Black so I only have. Uh, and and he's got a huge edge on me. He's no, American. It's no, not no, even no, the no. American. It's not, a, Canadian Thanksgiving was a month and a half ago. Yeah, but you're gonna win, Dennis. This one. It's not like you're that. gonna. I'm gonna let you win. I, so he's gonna let me win. Joel didn't let you win anything. I tried to buy him a lunch yesterday. I thought I owed him a lunch. Yeah, I actually yeah. did. And, and then, then I was like, I don't think. And I was like, and I was like, oh, I should have hit that bid. I canceled. I canceled. Yeah, it was. It was a yeah. You canceled. Right, you're, you're like a high frequency <laughs> trader on that bid out there. You got rid of it really fast. I only have six questions, and I think they're pretty easy. Uh, so, we'll, so we'll do three and three. Uh, I'll right. start with Joel. Uh, so Joel. Yes, sir. Uh, I looked at a list of the top. Uh, turkey producers in the u.s yes according to the national turkey federation which is a thing <laughs> yes okay and of those top turkey producers three of them are publicly traded companies or at least owned by a public trade company. can you name the three of the top turkey producing companies in the u.s that are 
publicly traded. Oh, All three of them? Yes. Pilgrim's Pride? Just just name, name Pilgrim's three. Pride, okay. Tyson Chicken, right. and uh, man, Sanderson's Farms. I would have guessed the exact same three. They're mostly chicken producers, but I just assume <laughs> they do turkey too. Those are my chicken stock plays, but I'm assuming if they're doing chicken, they're probably doing turkey, right? Did I get any of them? Tyson's got to yeah. be in there. So Tyson, Tyson is correct. The other two are wrong. Uh, what so are the other two? The other two, two are Hormel. Oh, I'm... oh Hormel. Yeah, of course. Hormel. Hormel and Kraft Heinz. I would never have guessed Kraft Heinz. Heinz. All right. Are they chocolate turkeys? Okay. Dennis. That was tough. Put these. I, I looked at also uh, grocery stores in the U.S. Okay. Okay. Um, put these grocery stores in order. By number of locations in the U.S., from most to least. Okay, I'm set up for this one. I'm going to give you three. Okay, most to least. Most locations to least locations. Kroger, Target, Walmart. Put them in order. Most locations, fewest locations. Kroger, Target, Walmart. That's tough. The question is, the Kroger stores. There's a lot of smaller Kroger stores. I'm wondering if Kroger could actually be the one. Um, I definitely putting Walmart over Target. The question is, where's Kroger fit in? I'm gonna say it's gonna be surprising, and I'm gonna say there's a lot of Krogers around, and I'm gonna say that maybe it's Kroger, Walmart, Target. So Kroger first, then Walmart second, then Target. That's, That's your what answer? I'm gonna say. Yeah. Oh, you're man, you're uh, you're so close. You're so close. <laughs> it, it, it was it's actually Walmart Kroger Target. So I didn't have, know where Kroger I knew it was Walmart yeah. over Target. I just didn't know where Kroger right. fit in. I yeah. was gonna go that. Yeah. And I'm like there's a lot of Walmarts, but the Kroger, some of them are smaller stores. I thought there might be some smaller Krogers yeah. that are making up the difference. Yeah, yeah. Okay. See, that's They're all those Kroger superstores now. You see those Kroger? Those are pretty impressive stores. Yeah. <clears throat> Kroger's has the best coleslaw when I make my Georgia Rubens. Okay. You you had those Georgia yeah, The problem good. with Kroger is you got to have that card to get the discount. I mean, you can go get it. It's free. I can give it. you my phone number and you can use it. I don't it. like carrying another card. It's like I don't get the sale price unless I have a Use Kroger your phone card. number, Dennis. Or you can put it on your keychain. I'm not telling yeah. you my phone number. Not on the air. <laughs> okay. Sorry. All right. Uh, I already got, I, I, I posted my old Bright Trading email like a couple places and there's so much spam that comes because those bots just find it online and then they find your email. I actually had to change my email. Yeah. So I got hit with so much spam over the, you know, because they find you, you post your email publicly yep. Yep. and you're fine. dead. You're yep. dead in the water because they just, these, these spider, they, they find you. Right. Spam right. bots find you. Joel. Yes. Over, under, over, under consumers made $3 billion in online purchases on black Friday last year. Over. That is correct. Three yeah. billion. I would think it'd be like way higher than that. I thought it, there's three think, billion on Amazon. It was, think, it, it was six billion. This is just online purchases. I on think Black Lisa Friday. did like seven and a half million. <laughs> I would have thought three billion on Amazon alone. Uh, uh, good. All right. So I'm in the lead. All right, Dennis. That's pretty easy. One. The Invesco DWA. Emerging Markets Momentum ETF. Oh, my goodness. Okay, just listen to the question. All right. Provides exposure to companies in the emerging market space that possess strong relative strength characteristics. But that's all interesting. More relevant to us, however, is its three-letter ticker, which is something that you might also have for dessert on Thanksgiving. So, okay, what was the ETF name again? It's the Invesco, you're going to look it up, the Invesco, D, D, Invesco DWA Emerging Markets Momentum ETF. The ticker, that, that won't help you, okay? 
But the three-letter ticker, the three-letter ticker. Do you know it, Joel? Yeah. The three-letter ticker is something that you might also have for dessert on Thanksgiving. I should know the ticker. I probably trade it. I just can't even like. I you get pressure, and I'm like hint. the pressure gets to me, and I just choke. Someone in the chat got it, but don't look it's at the chat. It's so easy. I don't look at it. Come on. What would I eat for dessert? You got me all confused here now. I, I mean, it, it, of, well, it's the a, ticker it's a three-letter ticker. Okay, I'm I'm not going to give you forever here. So yeah, all right, go to Joel. He knows it. Oh, pie, P-I-E. So all right, amazing. pie. Yes, we so eat I've never traded pie before. We eat pie. I was trying to think of something. I've never actually traded that. ETF before it's got to be thin. Oh yeah, it is. Look at the volume yesterday. It traded like two thousand shares. <laughs> so it doesn't count. Okay, uh, I've never even heard of it before. I All was right. like trying to think of what you know ETFs. I know I've never even traded that one before because okay. there's no volume on it. Well, now you know of a new one. Joy, it's good. Good. So, I mean, how many we have left? Because oh. I'm already up like three. But two. Quit no, cheating, no, but you're already. No, I lose this. I never have won. I never win. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. Okay, I'm Joel. the worst hot potato player in the history of hot potato. Joel, Joel, this, yes. going back to turkey producers, this privately owned company is the largest turkey producer in the U.S. And actually, they're on CNBC a lot this morning. They're not now, but they were on like a whole segment earlier. It's like 20 minutes. Um, privately owned company. So this is a little bit tough. Gosh darn it. I, um, but, but you've seen them in the stores. Butterball. Wow, Joel. I was going to guess Butterball. Oh, I had God. that one. I was like licking my chops at <laughs> Butterball. Wow. I was actually going to get one right. Yeah, I'm sorry. That <laughs> throws me the, the crazy sorry. ticker that I've never traded in my whole life. And he okay. gets Butterball. Um, okay, uh, Dennis. Oh, I actually was going to get that one. Now and it's done. Uh, Dead in the okay. water. So... Uh, over over he gets, under. he gets over three but yeah give me an over under at least I, I, so I'm, 50, 50, I'm, right? I'm giving you an over under okay? i need a 50 50 uh so over i guess it's more of like a before or after thing so the term cyber monday we talked about black friday earlier where that came from the term cyber monday was officially coined by the national retail federation in 2006 before or after I've heard of Cyber Monday for a long time. I don't know when it was officially coined, though. I'm going after. Oh, it was before. Oh, <laughs> 2005. This is like, you could give me like 20, like, over, you know, like 50, 50 questions here. I'd get them all wrong. Oh, gosh. I really thought. It's like my second out. day of trading all over again. Remember when I had 20 losing trades in a row? I mean, it's 50 50, a buy or sell. How can you be wrong 20 times in a row? All right, that, that's What's all I got. What's the statistical probability of a fifty, a flipping, a, you know, of calling a, a coin flip yeah. wrong twenty times in a row? It's two thousand five. Probably pretty, probably pretty small. <laughs> I'd do it. Right. Sorry. Okay, I'm, well, next week, I'm doing. Fine, I'm going fine. to host. Do I'm it. going to just continuously host going forward. Do it. Do it. The hot potato because I don't want to be on it anymore. I am terrible at this game. Okay, but you have to remember though. That's the thing. You have to remember to do it. I know, that's a problem too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll remind you. I'll remind Wait you. Wait on Wednesday. Yeah, even Friday. I'm not gonna be here on Friday. All right, I'll, I'll remind you. You're that. not gonna be here. We're gonna be here. I'm right. doing one for you just by yourself, Joel, on Friday. <laughs> okay. It's gonna well, have you know, Disney also, kids I mean, movies. I mean, also, <laughs> actually, I tried to get uh, Disney Plus last night. Can do, can do it? No, no. Is there? You can figure out how to subscribe. <laughs> well, he's, he's the only person. <laughs> it's pretty basic. He's the only one. <laughs> You give your email and you hit subscribe button. 
Oh, you have to give your credit card information. Not that easy. Not quite that easy. Okay. Pretty easy. Uh, I did it in less than two minutes. And I'm not what, tech savvy. Do you need a Roku? Do, I don't know if I have a smart enough TV to do it. I went and got a Roku just for the Disney Plus. So that's you telling you. Like, I literally went out and bought a Roku stick just for the Disney Plus. You don't need a Roku. You need a, you need a smart TV of some kind. You need, or you need like an Amazon. My TV was too dumb. <laughs> you need like an Amazon uh a Fire Stick or or Roku or or, or equivalent uh, type software. I don't know how smart Joel's TV is either, but uh, you want to hear something funny? I was talking to uh, Emily yesterday. She's going to travel home, and we were talking about Disney Plus, and she said, and she was being a little facetious. She goes, "It's changed my life." She goes, "I watched Mulan, Aladdin." She started naming off all these shows, and then like even Steven was at a show or something a long time ago. Talking, and she started naming off all these shows, and she just said she she loves it. And I'm like, so I said, Lisa, we gotta try and get it. But uh, Pete, you know, I watch Frozen every day still. I can't get away from. We have the DVD now. We just don't watch the DVD. We just watch it on Disney Plus because the two year old demands Frozen continuously, and the Elsa like the singing scene. She just wants that like you know, let it go song played nonstop you know, a thousand times a day all right well on monday you'll have to give us your review of frozen 2 i got it we got it i'm taking the kids to see it. i don't know when okay. but i'm taking them soon all right uh let's before we go to our bonus hour and bring on uh sean you let's just get some final thoughts here on this market uh as we head into what is typically one of the quieter days of the year uh pre-market i mean i was gonna give you a pre-market high 31.50 and a quarter That'd be a nice target there. If we were to hold the low 41.75, our average trading range would take us up to 61.50. So that would be a nice target. Uh, if that 15 and a quarter holds and we go into reverse, uh, got a target down at 30. But uh, that all-time closing high right now at uh, 43.75. That's uh, that looks like a good number. Daily pivot at 31.39. I mean, just a slow creeper rally. That's uh, you know, that's all you can say about this market. <clears throat> Quick look at opening and balances. A few interesting ones here. I'm going to grab you Disney, 51,000 to buy. So the party continues in Disney here this morning. Kroger, we were just talking about that. 51,000 to buy in Kroger, KR. I don't, didn't see any individual news. I haven't even seen a trade on it this morning, but there is a big buy in balance. So keep an eye on that one. Twitter, 89,000 to buy. I'm still long-term Twitter. Or I'm, I'm in, in a swing trade uh, for Twitter long. I'm with uh, Johnson Johnson, 33,000 to sell. HPQ, 62000 to buy. I'm just trying to cherry pick whatever on the big caps. Yeah. Deers, 26000 to sell. Still trading down seven points on his disappointing earnings report. That's pretty well it. Yeah, pretty quiet. All right. It's quiet. I mean, these days go either way. So sometimes liquidity is lower, so sometimes you get some pretty wicked little moves. So, And the Friday, nobody ever likes to take that Friday off. I tell you, that Friday is often a very good trading day. Uh, for the simple reason, again, because the market's thinner, you'll see some moves, some extreme moves. Some stocks don't move at all, but then some little stocks really can move on uh, on headlines there just because the market's thinner. So just keep that in mind when trading thinner markets. So on your smaller stocks, sometimes you can see some significant moves still. And uh, I will be, I'll run the show from home on Friday. We're going to have Mark Chaikin as a guest. And uh, Spencer, I'm pretty good on the Zoom there, huh? You think I like, should? Like you said, it's easy to use. Yeah. So. Well, all right. Well, hopefully I won't have to blow up your cell phone if we have any problems. But uh, <laughs> We hope not. Okay, so uh, I'll wrap up this show, and then uh, I'll stop the recording, and then we'll go go okay. live for an extra hour here. So I want to thank 
uh, all of you in our in our chats who joined us so far, both on YouTube and premarket.benzinga.com. You can catch our podcast uh, of the show every day on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, pretty much wherever podcasts are available, or we watch the show on Benzinga's YouTube channel, which is Benzinga TV. Uh, please remember all the information from our show meant to be used as informational purposes only, not for investing or trading advice. And as uh, Joel mentioned, I'll be out Friday, but Joel and Dennis will be with you uh, for Friday's show. So uh, that's it for our show, hey, Dennis, our, our main if, show today. Yeah, Dennis, if you get a chance and you have a slow open, uh, pop in and say hi to uh, Sean and I. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. okay. All right, so that, that's it for our main show. Everyone have a great rest of your day. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.